top shelf fantasy. All right, Shelfies, podcast number 224, uh, October 26, 2022. Uh, heading into week eight, got a lot of news, got a lot of injuries coming to you. Um, TopshelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at TopshelfFNTSY. It's me, Dows, Craig, and Tom joined us tonight. Thank you, Tom. It's me, Mario. And Mario <laughs> is also here. Uh, he's serving us pizza. That was pretty good. That's my. He's he's on a toxic bed. He's he's (laughs) the entire time. That's Craig, by the way. (laughs) Maru is not here. Well, you you said it's a me, so I'm like, well, it's a me. It's a me. It's a dad. It's a me. I mean, did you guys see the trailer for the new Mario movie? I have actually. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. It's Chris Pratt. Yes, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Well, I guess Bowser's is Jack Black. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I like anything Jack Black does too. So. It's a pretty cool uh, cast, but I, um, didn't, I didn't realize Jack Black was in it until Chibs and Tyler were like, "Oh no, that's who Bowser is!" And I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be fantastic." <laughs> Tom already bought his tickets. I don't yeah. even know w- when it's out. Billy wants. He's like, "Can we go see that for your for my birthday?" And I was like, "It is out like six months before your birthday. Do you want to wait or do you want to just go <laughs> yeah, we're, earlier?" We're seeing for my birthday, Billy. Okay, <laughs> right, exactly. it's not your birthday. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, getting right into it before the news and everything, uh, Tom, uh, we got a nice little promo going with uh, Jock Market, but Tom, I'll let you uh, kind of talk about that. Yeah, so Jock Market is uh, fantasy, uh, it's daily fantasy sports, but uh, meets the stock market. So it's a really, really cool game. Um, We've been kind of going back and forth with the Jock Market team for quite a while. um, And somebody reached out and they said, hey, do you want a TSF promo code? share it with your friends. And I said, I'll do you one better. We'll share it with, you know, all the shelfies out there. So um, we're trying to promote uh, the hell out of it really. Um, And if you go and download the app today and make a deposit, Jock Market under the promo code TSF will give you a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred bucks, you get an extra hundred dollars free to to play the game with. and it's a really, really cool game, right? So, I mean, you can deposit a hundred bucks and get a hundred free dollars, spend the hundred free dollars you get, see if you like it or not, and then withdraw your hundred bucks if you want, right? But I, I have a feeling if you play the game, you'll end up enjoying it. Um, it's rather complicated. Um, so we're going to kind of talk through a little bit of, uh, of some of the strategies. So it very, very similar to the way that um, the stock market is done is when a new company opens up um, to be public and traded on the stock market, they have an IPO phase. And Jock Market has very, very similar IPO phase where before a contest or a market, and I'll define what those two are soon, um, they have an IPO phase. So there's probably about two, two and a half hours, three and a half hours worth of time where people are live bidding on stocks of different players. So for example, I had gone in there. I actually won uh, IPO shares of Traquan Smith last week at 250, and um, I ended up holding the stock throughout the contest on Sunday. And then at the end of Sunday, I got paid out for every share that I had. I think I bought like five bucks, and I made a $15 profit on it, or something like that. So that, from a holistic perspective, is how you look at it. But the way that Jock Market works. Uh, as far as daily fantasy sports goes, is they have a contest and they have a market. So they have a contest, which typically will run 
for a specific set period of time um, for one day. So uh, let's say Thursday night football. They'll have a Thursday night football contest two, three hours before kickoff. They'll have the IPO phase where you can take that hundred free dollars that you got using promo code TSF, buy a Thursday night uh, football player, and then have that stock entering the live phase. The live phase is where you can actually sell the stock or you can buy stock of another player in real time as the game's going on. So it's legit day trading during football hours. And we're all sitting in front of our computers, refreshing our phones, checking our fantasy lineups. I'll raise you one better, go and <laughs> trade stock and make money, right? So, it, and it gives you this good parallel where if you bought a ton of stock of a guy um, in the IPO phase, and let's say they just popped off and you're like, I don't expect this player to continue performing the way that he is the rest of this contest or the rest of this game or whatever, you can sell that stock and make a $10 profit, right? Depending on where your margins is. So you buy a guy in the IPO phase for five bucks and you sell them for 10, you made a $5 profit on every single share that you purchased, right? You can do the same thing during the life phase. You can buy shares of players, right? I bought shares of, I think it was Justin Herbert a couple of weeks ago and then, I, because as I'm watching the game go on, I'm like, the only way that the, the Chargers are winning this game is if Justin Herbert throws the ball 50 times, right? So I buy shares of Justin Herbert, and what do you know? He exceeds where I bought him at, and I make a profit. Now, you can lose money, obviously, right? But listening to the TSF crew and some of the content that Jock, Jock Market's putting out, you're not going to lose it, right? So the, the concept of the game is really not that difficult it feels intimidating at the beginning um but but it really isn't uh you know as you start playing it and it's really one of these games where you just need to play it more and play it more and play it more only bet and gamble with money that you feel comfortable with right like i i wouldn't suggest taking all 200 dollars throwing it all on one player and then and then getting screwed i.e justin jefferson in week two and three um but you, you kind of can see where I'm going at. They also have what they refer to as markets, which is a span of weeks for the NFL. So from week six to week 14, you can purchase stocks for players. Very The IPO phase at this point's over, right? Because the IPO phase would have been before week six, before that market started. But you can go into the live phase now, purchase stocks of players, trade stocks of players, and every fantasy point that they accrue and accumulate between now and week 14 gets attributed to their score. And then you get paid out, you know, if you held that stock at the end of the, the contest, the way that the payouts work generally is based off of fantasy position within either the market or the contest. So if the player finishes first overall, you get paid out $25 a share. Um, so I feel like, you know, me explaining it the first time is not going to help everybody really understand exactly what's going on with the game because it's a game that you have to go and play to really start to understand. But this will be something that we talk about. I know we kind of talked about doing a, a jock market corner or a segment or whatever, little spinoff podcast just to kind of talk about what we like going on. I know Jeff, uh, one of the book burners has used it as well. There's options to short players, just like you would short regular stock. Uh, and again, like they have, 
you know, Thursday night football, they've got the one o'clock slates, they get the four o'clock slate, Sunday night football, Monday night football. And then once football season's over, basketball, golf, uh, what are the other sports? Baseball. Yeah, they're already running NBA, NHL. I've seen those. Right, NHL. NASCAR too, right? They do NASCAR. They do do NASCAR. I don't watch. The, I watch the races pre-recorded, so I actually haven't done any of those. I was joking around with one of the other book burners, uh, Ryan Balnelli. They don't do Korean table tennis, <laughs> so he can't bet on that yet. Um, yet. yet. So yeah. that that's I think as high level of an explanation a jock market that I can give now, Scotty Dow's Craig, I know you guys have played the game and I'm sure that you guys have felt some of the same frustrations or, you know, uh, barrier to entry to the game that a lot of other people have. So I don't know if you guys have any, any commentary over like some of the hurdles that you've overcome playing the game. Um, yeah. I mean the, the major hurdle, I think that everybody's going to experience regardless who you are and what your level of experience even is, is the IPO phase. Like you said, yeah, they open two to three hours before the game. That's true. But you might as well not even be in there until 15, 20 minutes before because that's when all the bids are going to get to where they might actually end up. And then typically it feels like I'm getting beat at the last moment if I have anybody with like a great value on them. I want to say I had Tyler Boyd for like two bucks one time at like 10 shares for two bucks. I was so happy. And then he ended up um, going for like far, far over that at like eight fourteen, and I couldn't bid again to get essentially a, a, a single share of him at any value. So um, I just simply ran out of time. So I would say if a deal looks like it's too good to be true, maybe up it even you know outbid yourself and make sure you lock it up. Um, I, I found that typically their suggested bid price is pretty accurate. Um, it seems like they're trying to coach you through like, Hey, if it's under this, we're not going to sell it for under that anyways. And it, that might even be a function of jock market that I'm not aware of at this point. Maybe I should talk to them a little bit more about it because they might just be saying the same as an IPO. Like we're not letting you in our company for 50 cents a share. Like you better be at eight bucks or mm-hmm. don't bother coming to, to the party. Um, right. So that, that could be something in there. I'm not sure that it is or isn't, but um, the other thing I was going to mention is the success that I've had so far has been on tight ends who score early. So Hayden Hurst against Baltimore was my big, my big cash cow so far. He scored a touchdown in like the first quarter I bought into him. I want to say four or five bucks and I, and I had a handful of shares and I ended up selling them um, right away at, I think like 12 bucks each and just called it a day. And I said, I'm going to cash out everything. But the other interesting thing is that you don't have to sell all of your shares at once, right? You could sell one share and then keep the other four. So if you had five mm-hmm. total and see how it plays out or, you know, keep one and hedge your bet, see what happens. So um, tight ends, big market there. And then backup running backs. If, if you want my advice, uh, that's what I'm going for. Your starting running back goes down in a game. You get the backup. Boom. You're looking at um, cash over uh, or, you know, over expected value right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing I could say is, well, the f- first time I played, I won. Not a lot. It was like a CH game. We, I, I bought him cheap. He scored two touchdowns. And all right, cool. I won a good amount. Haven't won since. But when you are in mid-game and bidding on guys or, or trying to buy shares, it's open. Just like you know the stock market in case someone actually wants to f- fulfill that. Keep an eye on that because last game I I tried to buy Hunter Henry in the first quarter for an amount and I kept it open and the guy finally sells it to me at the end of the fourth 
Um, yeah. So, oh, you put like a per like a purchase order in almost. And yeah, then and then it like, got to, okay. I I'm yeah. going to sell it now because he's he's the game's over pretty much. Damn it! So keeping mm-hmm. I, that's also a thing that I I have learned um, in the wrong way, but <laughs> yeah. I think it works better it was, on, it was, it, on the sales like side. Bucks, like but, if yeah. you say right off the bat, like my player hits X amount, then I'm willing to sell them at this this number, and I'm happy with it. And you could just let that float out there the mm-hmm. whole game. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> that's a good point. I didn't think of that, but um, so the uh, my success has not very, been um, great, only because I've been still just learning and trying to watch and see what's going on first. Uh, I did short um Justin Fields on Monday night football after he scored his first touchdown and I figured you know the game was going to you know swing the opposite direction and it started to look good for a little while um he was at number 1 so his payout would have been $25 so the sell price was $20 so I was only risking $5 if he had fallen anywhere below the number one fantasy football player on that night who gets bought out at or cashed out at $25 so he ended up finishing 2 so, which was, which is $20 cash out. So I didn't lose anything. I didn't get, gain anything either. Um, who but I found one, one was uh, Ramondre Stevenson. So oh, okay. I, I didn't get more than I wanted to, but I, I, I find that to be a good strategy is if someone scores early, they're now number one and people are starting to sell them at a higher number. So you can start shorting that if that's, that's your game plan. Now, the one other thing that I wish I had done, but I was a little too timid was Josh Jacobs in the beginning of the the week was in uh, the NFL week six through 14 market was at $3 or it was, yeah, it was like three eighty a share or something like that. Now the bids, meaning the people that were asked, like saying, I will buy Josh Jacobs were at like $3 and 20 cents. And then the ask, which is what the people are selling the shares at saying, if you want to buy my shares, you have to bid this number was like five dollars and 52 cents and i was like that's not something that i i don't know if i want to go that high even though i believed in him i thought he had a low number so i wanted to buy into him now i didn't and now he's at or finished the week it looks like it's gone down a little bit but the ask is now eleven dollars so had i had a a a buy of five dollars like they were asking you sometimes have to spend up a little bit more for the people that you like and it will work out you know, if the player does, you know, get to eleven dollars, now it would have been six dollars a share had I actually put put in that actual ask. And that's and that's true too of the IPO phase, right? So, like Dow's is talking about, a lot of players go right at their suggested point because, Craig, to your point, like you pay a little bit more than you think, but if you believe in it and it hits, you're going to make a ton, right? Because you see the IPO prices and the live prices in that 15 minute window when it flips from IPO to live jump up two to three dollars anyway right I screwed myself because I think I dropped 150 bucks in the IPO phase for Justin Jefferson in week two where he absolutely bombed and I (laughs) lost like my entire bankroll um but it is worth doing that sometimes in some of those contests as well is hey I'm gonna spend up for a guy a little bit to get him in the IPO phase to get him a little bit cheaper because I, I think this guy's going to have a good game. Right. Um, so yeah, no, that's a, it's a good point too. I have been the victim of leaving sales open for a while as well, or <laughs> yeah. like I'll put in a buy. Cause this is definitely a game that you can't, I've tried to do this too many times where I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put some bids in. I'm going to go do some yard work. And nope. then I come back and I'm like, Oh, what did I just do? <laughs> can't, cannot do that 
Um, and have you guys tried the shorting yet? That's one thing I wanted to talk about because I've been pretty successful there and I know uh, I've not been pretty. Yeah, successful. just I just did the one short on fields this past week because I didn't have shorting enabled. I didn't know you could do yeah. that. Yeah. So it's a, it's what is setting. that? I don't even know what it is. So if you go into your user account and um, it, it where it shows you your available balance, if you hit user account and scroll down, there's um, an enable shorting uh, slider. You just have to turn that on. And what that means is, is you basically now become the seller and you're responsible for paying out the difference between whatever you sell a share for and whatever it cashes out at. So for example, I on Thursday night shorted Kyler Murray at $16 a share saying I went to Jock Mark Market and said, I'm going to basically take these shares of Kyler Murray at $16. Uh, I'm going to take these, these shares of Kyler Murray. I'm going to sell them at $16 and then I'll be responsible to pay out anywhere between 16 and 25, right? Because 25 is the ceiling, the most they could pay out. So at worst, I was looking at $9 a share that I was going to get, you know, I potentially had to pay out. If he finishes from 16 or lower, Jock Market pays me. And he got paid out at eight bucks that, that night. So I made a, what, an $8 profit per share by shorting Kyler. So it's, I think it's actually a little bit easier to short players. So if you're getting into the game and probably better to do it that way and identify like the Justin Fields that are like, Oh, Hey, he scored a touchdown really early. I don't think he can keep this up. I'm going to short this guy. And the one thing too, that's really good to note about the shorting is that you can't, they don't have margin. So you can't short more than your actual bankroll has in it. So you, you literally can't like you buy the, you sell the number of shares too. Like if you only have a hundred dollars in your account, you can't sell more than, you know, if it's a, guy who's in first and you sold him for $25, you can't sell more than four shares. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of nice because you can't screw up that way. And then they're like, hey, yeah. give us more money. <laughs> um, all right. And I know we got to wrap it up, but if if you've listened, we'll and we'll take some time again. I mean, you know where we're at on the social media, you know where the website's at. You like, you know how to get in touch with us. If you have questions, definitely reach out. Uh, we have a pretty good relationship with some of the guys over there, so we can even bring them on the pod to talk about a couple different complexities or maybe to clear some stuff up for you. But download the app, use promo code TSF, get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. Go and play the game. I mean, it's you play it smart, you're gonna make money. Really, at the end of the day. Oh, real quick, I remember what I want to say. Uh, quarterback interceptions minus three points. Remember to check the scoring settings of the game you're playing fantasy one-on-one. <laughs> so that's why the hard way. <laughs> uh, is it also PPR? Uh, I put, and there's bonuses and stuff. It has to be. Cause if Stevenson was ahead of field, Stevenson cut like nine True. passes in a row. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can regurgitate them off the top of my head. Uh, bleh, 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 bleh. Bleh. Play, right off the top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be people. Yeah, min- minus minus three interceptions, minus three for a lost fumble, um, and they give uh, three points for a hundred yard rushing, one point for a hundred yard passing, uh, three points for a hundred yard rushing bonuses, things like that. So 
Um, the receiving receptions is one PPR. I wanted to see what the bonuses were. So um, also, I feel like we have to add in the uh, we are not financial advisors. Please uh, bet at your own risk. Yes, oh, I said I said that earlier. You got to. I mean, you. Th- this is a game that you have to play. The more you play, the better you're going to get at it and understand mm-hmm. it. It does not mean the more money you bet, the more money you're going to win. Like you do have to be smart with your money. And this is not a go deposit to go deposit a hundred bucks and then blow $200 all at once. No work an incremental bankroll, the same exact way that you would with DraftKings, Right. So that's the, I mean, that's the advice that I have, you know, so promo code TSF hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars. Yep. Great code. Great, great promo. Should have been WAP pack. WAP pack. Or just Monday WAP. Night Football cap. Cat. <laughs> <laughs> that that yeah. whole thing. Monday Night Like, yeah, no. <laughs> TSS is way easier and way shorter. 100%. All right. Well, we can talk about some football now, probably. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. also, yeah. where did the jock market begin? Nothing happened this week, though. No news. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, yeah. None at all. Like, yeah. No, no, no players are traded. We're no. not doing a whole podcast just on news tonight. <laughs> well, no one's hurt either. Last week, not more <laughs> injuries happened than any other week before. If you guys aren't aware, we're being very sarcastic. And we'll get to our <laughs> first point. Christian McCaffrey is traded to San Fran. Literally minutes after our previous podcast. Yes, so last Thursday? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, our star set one. Watch the game. I'm like, God, if we were on for another half an hour. That been awesome breaking news, but we we were not. This this doesn't happen in the NFL, and we've already seen it happen twice. We'll get to another player later on too. But holy shit, Christian McCaffrey! Yeah, yeah. didn't get um, didn't get a lot of time to uh, adjust to the move to San Francisco. Still played on essentially one day of practice, which was interesting. Uh, was still arguably effective. I mean, he didn't have a Christian McCaffrey day, but he was heavily involved in the offense um, as the mm-hmm. Niners got blown out. So, uh, I mean, certainly huge implications across the board for the whole offense. I mean, it shifts the dynamic of the running back room immediately, obviously. I mean, Jeff Wilson and Elijah Mitchell, if and when he comes back, have definitely shifted their values. Um, Debo Samuel is no longer probably required to run the football. So he's probably pretty happy about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge trade. And, and like you said, so it doesn't happen in the NFL. We, we talked about all the running backs that have been traded over the years, and there's really not a lot of them that get traded mid season, um, in, in recent memory. So very, very odd to see, but kind of cool. I mean, he looks good in, in, in red and gold. Yeah, I, I, so I was going to say, I mean, this is huge, I think, for Christian McCaffrey fantasy owners, right? Better offense, better offensive line, like better coach. It, just all around. Easier schedule. McCaffrey, it, easier schedule. I mean, I, I was really hoping he jumped the bye, uh, but that didn't happen. <laughs> um, but, and, and you know what's funny? So I'm I'm one in six in a league. Like, I'm, I'm struggling pretty hard in a two-quarterback super flex league. And I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me go and shop Christian McCaffrey. I have these fools these fools telling me that Kyle Shanahan doesn't just use one running back. If you're in a league with Chris McCaffrey and you have him, don't let anybody bully you into that, that, that thought process. All right. When Elijah Mitchell was on the field, it was all Elijah Mitchell's ball. 
as far as I'm concerned, CMC came in here to be a stud. He's going to be used like a stud. Jeff Wilson, goodbye. See you later. Uh, Trey, Trey Sermon, saw you yesterday. Tevin uh, Coleman. Hey, hey. We don't have to bring him up. <laughs> Not Kevin different Coleman. team now. See you later. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know who's on the team because I feel like they went through so many running backs. There's the I, think, right. <laughs> I, think it, I think this is just, I don't think that this hurts CMC's value. And I think a lot of people are like, well, hell, I don't really know. They have a better, you know, they're going to, no, you don't bring Chris McCaffrey in to let, uh, you know, the ghost of Jamichael Hasty fucking, you know, run the ball. Now yeah, bring Hasty in here. Jesus Christ. I mean, it was. <laughs> Eight carries. I I love it. It was eight carries to seven carries for Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey didn't play third downs because he doesn't know the play. 28% yeah, yeah, 28% of snaps. Like, right. That we knew it was going to be a date here. He is here and there. Yeah, it's right. And I just, I don't think this game is indicative of the role he's going to have. And that's that these people are trying to make you. Oh, it's a 50 50 split. Okay. Jeff Wilson's been there the whole season. McCaffrey's (laughs) been there for five minutes and now it touched him. So let me tell you, I mean, going back to like the, he doesn't use one back. He usually only uses one back. They get hurt a lot. That's why there's so many guys on the team. But look at Mitchell last year when he became the starter. 18 carries, 18 carries, 27, 22, 21, 21. Jeff Wilson was averaging almost 18 carries a week this season. Like there's one guy and that's it. Sure, there's guys sprinkling here and there, but. We're talking about the, he doesn't use you know a workhorse guy. That's that's complete bullshit. Yeah, I mean my my concerns with CMC are less related to the uh, you know lead back role workhorse work workhorse role. More concerned about he's no longer the only weapon that the the team that he plays for has. Right. So that's the that's the a, a, a small factor to worry about in the grand scheme of things because you see plenty of uh, NFL teams with multiple weapons still have powerful running backs. Is Jonathan Taylor the only weapon that Indianapolis has? No, but he still gets his points. Usually this season's been a little weird, but um, well, so I, I, I'm just choosing to not let that bother me. I'm like, I have McCaffrey. I'm keeping him. I'm not shopping. You, you have to add touchdowns into the San Fran offense too. Like he'll go yeah. probably get three to four more than he would have with Carolina, which is a massive uptick. Yep. Yeah. And, and just like real quick to the Jonathan Taylor point that you had just made, it, Jonathan Taylor's probably regressing because teams understand the only thing the Colts can do is run the ball. San Francisco can pass the ball. They can, so do you want CMC on a more dynamic offense getting 20 touches a game or CMC on an offense that they know he's the only running back there? They don't have a lot of scoring opportunities, bad quarterback play, and him get 28 carries a game and risk getting hurt in extra eight times. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, mm, and CMC probably doesn't have to pass block, which, which is actually probably pretty cool, right? Like, yeah. He doesn't, he's not going to be on the field 95% of the snaps. He'll be on there 80, but he's getting 95% of the running back like touches. So, yeah. And and he goes to a team in the Niners that were ranked second in passing and second in rushing before he showed up. Does he hurt the team? No. So, mm, let's see what we got here. It's good stuff. Craig's quiet. Craig hates it. I have a lot of uh, fires to put out. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, uh, I, I don't think there's much we probably said about this to- yeah, topic yeah. anyway. No, I was just calling. Let's get into the next you look like big you're zoning. controversy <laughs> of the zoning. weekend or early week. 
Yeah. Mac Which Jones and Mac Jones and Zappy, baby. Uh, Zappy Fever, baby. Uh, Zappy yeah. hour lasted exactly I'll one tell hour. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, I will say for that hour, I was like, I feel so weird being a Patriots fan, not having a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, and I get a little I get a little dark for a bit there. I was calling us a loser franchise, comparing us to the Jets and these teams that overreact. But it appears for all intents and purposes that Mac is gonna start this week against the Jets in week eight. Uh, took 90% of the first team snaps. So that's a bit of a, of a sign that it could be Mac again, but you got to imagine, and I wish we knew, right? We're never going to know because it's new England and we never know anything that happens there. We never get the full story. And there's a very real world where Mac Jones made that throw and it was intercepted. And he went, you know what? I can't get on my front foot and I can't get the ball down and I can't drive through my throw and I can't play anymore. Just, just pull me out, you know, let, put Bailey out there and, make the best decision for the team. And Belichick went, okay, I'm listening to you. Let's do it. If you feel better, we'll get you back in. But the flip side of that is (laughs) none of that happened. And Belichick has him on the shortest leash of all time, because one pick in that, that situation, like a hell of a nice pick is too short to pull a guy. I mean, sure. The offense wasn't clicking, but you'd been through two drives. Like that's, that's not enough. So I've never seen Belichick with that quick of a hook on somebody. I don't know why he would start now with what we projected to be a franchise quarterback caliber player. So all of it's real, real dicey. And I guess we see where it goes from there, but neither of them look good against the the bears 30th ranked defense. Um, well, I think what happened was exactly what I was afraid of is Mac rushed himself back because he was afraid to lose his job. And he looked slow that he couldn't, you know, there was a check down that happened very quickly on in each play because I have a feeling he was either a afraid to be hurt. B couldn't be mobile in the pocket to evade a tackle or C he just, he, he didn't have the power to move the ball off of his plant foot. So either way Mac didn't look like himself and they needed to bring in Zappy because the game plan was not going to work with someone who couldn't you know let the play extend more than three seconds yeah and and I would agree that he didn't look as comfortable in the pocket and he looked a little bit slow in making his his decisions and that could very well be because he's thinking about his foot or his ankle you know 100% I would just say I don't know if he's rushing back because he's scared of losing his job I think he's more rushing back because he's a fucking gamer wants to be out there, you know, he put all this prep work in, you know, how hard is it to sit on the sidelines and watch your team play without you? Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. But now the fan base is chanting Zappy, which is yeah, the well, worst thing that could have yeah. happened. And I mean, the people here's... I knew that were there said they were chanting Zappy before Mac took a snap. So that's a little bit dirty by the Patriots. Well, fans, if you ask me, I, I think Patriot fans, uh, are falling into the trap of the Bledsoe Brady debacle, yep. oh, late round pick, this and that. And I, and I mean, listen, when I saw Zappy come in and I saw him just slinging the ball around and him move the ball down the field, I got hyped up and I was like, if he can play like this for the entire game, there the QB controversy is over. You have to roll with Zappy for the rest of the, the season, right? Like if he comes in and destroys the Bears then yeah, there, you know, something needs to be done. He didn't, right? Like, and that's the thing. And I think that's what a lot of us were. I think a lot of people got so hyped up that it was like, wow, maybe this kid has that spark of magic. He doesn't, right? And this should shut everybody up. Like New England should never chant Zappy again. 
Belichick hates to be wrong. So I don't see him moving off of Mac Jones, right? And Mac Jones should have his confidence back at least to be like, Hey, I'm not losing my job because my backup just played like absolute dog shit. Like, so there's, and, and somebody's joking around, like Max interception may have hit one of the wires. Zappy's interceptions were terrible decisions, right? Yeah, he didn't, yeah. So yeah. They're like terrible decisions, terrible execution. Like that one he threw at the end of the game was just a crossing route that was three yards behind the guy. Like, I mean, you can't do that. Even the touchdown he threw to Myers should have been a walk-in, but he threw it like nowhere near the guy and he's wide open. He's uncovered. So even when you're like, oh man, he's, he's juicing up. He's scoring touchdowns. It's great. It's like Myers scored that touchdown. I don't like, I won't hear anything other than Myers made an unreal adjustment and then still scrambled into the end zone. Like, and it was wide open. To the point that he should have just gone boop, nice and in, nice right. walk it in. And Bailey Zappi almost blew that. Like, so I, I'm so far against the Zappi guys. It's not even funny, but uh, I don't need to belabor the point. The other thing I want to mention, though, if you watch Bill Belichick's press conference today, he's like, I'm, I'm a big Belichick guy, but he's a little bit much. And it all works when the team's winning and you're six and one or, you know, five and two. When you're three and four dealing with a quarterback controversy and a reporter honestly asks you like, hey, what are we thinking for quarterbacks this week? How is it going to work out in practice? And you just repeatedly say, we'll see how uh, today goes over and over and over again, like a curmudgeonly old man. Like you might be ready to leave because your shtick's getting a little old, but you can't sit there and be a prick when you're losing games to the Bears, 30th ranked offense and defense, and you got steamrolled. Okay. So can I raise you one real quick before yeah, we move to the next topic? What if Mac Jones is not healthy and he doesn't want to one say Mac Jones isn't healthy Two doesn't want Bailey Zappi to be like, Oh shit. I'm the backup again. He wants them both to practice hard. Mac Jones get healthy all while the jets have no idea what's going on. Oh, like, and, this is, and, I, and I'm fine with that. Like there's a way to do it and give the cloak and dagger response without just being a dick. And like, if I was a reporter, I like, I literally was like, I have an English degree. Maybe I'll go to get a one day journalism pass and go ask <laughs> Bill Belichick. And I'll sit in that room and be like, why are you such a fucking dick? <laughs> just uh, get we're, dragged back. We're on to New York. Dallas, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. And then I'll just begrudgingly gain his respect and then we'll become best friends. We'll probably hang out in Martha's Vineyard together. That's exactly. Yep. That is going to happen. Yep. All right. All right I'm on it. <laughs> All right. In other news, Jameson Williams, at least a month out from return per uh, the, the head coach. I put that in here because I've been holding him in my IR slot in Dean's league all year. And there's the a little, draft league. So there's a lot of teams that are doing that. Yeah, actually, he are, I did cut him today. And a lot of teams that don't have IR spots have been picking up the last couple weeks. At this point, if he's at least a month away and we've seen the Lions record and the way they play, I don't think he touches the field this season. There, the, There's no point. If he does, what is the... F- week before fantasy playoff starts or you, you're not going to if you're a top four team are you going to actually get him on your team no because you don't need them right and like even if you are a top four team the guys that you played all year got you there so barring yeah. an injury he will not see the field now so just cut him we're just too bad but we we thought this was a case that this could happen so yeah there were so many reports saying like oh he's practicing he's ready to go it's a couple weeks and now here we are on a realistic timeline as we expected from, from day one. Well, and better news for a different team, uh, the rich get richer, the Eagles, <laughs> the best team in the NFL, get Robert Quinn for a fourth round pick. 
yeah, great addition. Not sure they need it, but doesn't hurt to have additional pass rushers to, no. to cycle in. Um, I mean, they have the best front seven probably in the league, and now they definitely do. Did you see that he was told, I think, during an interview? He found uh, out the news and he was, I saw was crying and stuff. Ro- Roquan Smith was the one being interviewed, and he started crying. Oh, so Quinn, Robert Quinn. Yeah. Damn, we have nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, and Roquan, Roquan Smith was the one who wanted the trade out of Chicago because they weren't going to give him his contract. I don't know. That's that why he, he cried. The, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that he ever got the contract. So he he could be like, can I get traded to Philly too? Do a package deal? <laughs> or at least Let some team that's good. I don't know. Because Roquan Smith is great. I think he's leading the league in tackles right now. Well, I think when you sent the IDP stuff, I think he's number one, right? Yeah, with the way my league does scoring, yeah. he's number one. Pretty good. All right. Jameson, Jameson, <laughs> Jameis Winston's healthy, baby. Let's go. Any Dalton start? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, if Jameis yeah. is healthy and he's your quarterback, right? Like, I know Andy Dalton had a big statistical week last week, but a lot of bad throws. A he lot don't, of bad he picks. don't look good. <laughs> yeah, Olave is saving Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah. Andy Dalton not saving himself. Yeah, right. No, I said no one like if, if he's fully healthy, which he supposedly was last week, I, I would made all the excuses in the world for him. I said, if he's not quite there, don't play him. Yada, yada, yada. Now they're saying he's there 100% healthy, but Andy Dalton's still the starter. This is killing me in a couple of leagues too. a, a couple two QB leagues. I'm like, I should fucking drop this guy week two. If, if I was to know that Andy Dalton's going to fucking take the job over. And the thing is that nobody trusts Andy Dalton. Like nobody's picking him up. Uh, And and Jameis Winston, I don't think did anything to lose the job. And I feel like in the beginning of the season, he looked like someone that could have, you know, returned to form that he was three or four years ago. I just, I don't get it. And I think that, uh, I think that they need to make the switch because what is Andy Dalton really serving for, for the saints? Yeah. He's, and he's not a long-term solution. So even like, there's no upside to playing Andy Dalton. You know what D- Dalton does? He doesn't mind when, they, when they're like, hey, we're bringing Taysom Hill in for this play. He's like, okay. Winston like, like fuck that, dude. Like, no. Probably won't throw a pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just weird to me because of what Craig's like. I think week one, he scored 20 plus fantasy points, and you're thinking, like, all right, he's he's back, but apparently not. Um, Frank Clark suspended two games. Yeah, illegal concealment of a handgun from June 2021. I put it in here just because that affects the KC defense. And this guy is not from the Raiders. Yeah, not from the Raiders. And just (laughs) for the consistency of it all, um, air pressure football is four games, uh, unlicensed firearm two games. Uh, Jock market betting season. (laughs) True. Is that what Calvin really did? Yep. Jock market? Yeah. Definitely jock market related Um, for Calvin Ridley. (laughs) Russell Wilson uh, turning towards playing. <laughs> Dash, you put this in. Might actually hurt the offense. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Judy had his arguably best game of the year with Brett Rippey in that quarterback or Rippin or whatever so, you say his name. So he so, ruined exactly. Judy. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you yeah. selfish bastard. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sutton didn't have anything going. Thanks, yeah, well, ass. Sutton never has anything going. And uh, shit, the fucking first four weeks of the season, he's looked great. <laughs> 
Yeah, the last three looked like shit with Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson is out there doing high knees on the plane while his yeah, sorry. I don't get that. He stretched four it's, four out of eight hours on the plane. It's like dangerous. Okay. It's dangerous. dangerous. Uh, oh, yeah. I'd like to talk to that pilot about his uh, seatbelt on policy. Well, that's the other thing too is what training staff goes. Yes, this is a safe idea. <laughs> yeah, although high I don't think altitude you're to over a sea. Like, yeah. yeah, the over the aisles, oceans. Let's the aisles it. are not that wide. It the plane is not the the inside of the plane is not that tall. <laughs> you, you know that being Russell Wilson, he probably has his own fucking plane because he's that weird. Like I need my own thing, my unlimited. my own unlimited space, unlimited. unlimited. Space. He is like a top tier cornball of all time like everything he does is so cheesy it's so irking like oh i mean we can do a podcast of just his freaking sub commercials but I, I think he's leaned into it now with the second subway commercial i really do think that he now knows everyone thinks he's so, it's corny, ridiculous. so he's just doing yeah. it on purpose um but i mean if he's not that's it's weird so i was telling tom this last night our buddy kyle's from denver so he listens to the denver radio all the time and there was talks i guess that um judy bradley chubb and hamler might not travel with the team this week i don't know if that's true i didn't think they already left they probably did travel but just that those guys are in you know they're on the trade block or they those are guys that can be definitely traded so That'd keep, be interesting keep that in mind moved any of it. yeah but no update yet Onto onto the Jets and oh, sure. James yeah. Robinson and Brees Hall and yeah, all so, that good stuff. Yeah, so obviously Brees Hall tears his ACL on Sunday, and uh, I feel like his trade must have happened during the game. <laughs> um, but James Robinson was then traded from the Jags to the Jets. Makes sense because um, James Robinson didn't play. The Jets probably told him you need he needs to sit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and this is probably news maybe we should have talked about a little bit earlier, too. Just because I think now, Brees Hall gets hurt, Michael Carter becomes obviously the number one, then James Robinson gets traded there, so what is Michael Carter now? And then ETN, who was splitting time with James Robinson earlier in the season, running away with it, is now the bell cow in Jacksonville. So where's ETN rest of the season, Mike? There's a lot of moving pieces here and a lot of fantasy players that are on actual rosters that are going to get impacted just because Brees Hall tore his knee up. Yeah, I honest to God have no real uh, crystal ball here for the Jets backfield because I think both James Robinson and Michael Carter can easily be the 1A. And could it be 50-50? Could it be 80-20? I, I can see it either way for either player. So I yeah. really have no idea. ETN, massive RB1 for the rest of the season because there's no one behind him. And again, not only did they have uh, James Robinson losing at the end of it, what are you putting your hands on? Michael me? Hasty. Michael, yeah, Michael Hasty. Michael Hasty. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. How dare you. I was very confused. I'm like, who am I missing? He's breathing down the, his neck. As a dynasty owner of ETN, He's like, ah, oh, Jermichael Hasty, more opportunity. Yeah, like be happy oh. about the guy that finally fucking plays it. No, okay. I have decided I've committed to misery for this fantasy season, and I'm just gonna be a little brat the whole time. I can't find anything. <laughs> but no, I mean you're you're 100 percent right. ETN to the moon. I I'm so excited. So excited. 
I might actually watch some Jags football now that my guy's going to get you know, the ball. You know what worked out in one of my leagues? I was starting CEH while I ET on the bench. Now I'm just fucking swap them. It's perfect. Hey, there you go. There you go. Awesome. We'll get to that. Yeah. I, I, had, on, uh, I was about to drop James Robinson until I saw the news. So glad that I saw the news. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. so in my mind, I think it's definitely Michael Carter's backfield i think he's the guy to own there but we've seen them use two running backs a lot i know they started to use Brees more but that's Brees hall he's a you know i'd cow. say for the first two weeks michael carter is an instant starter then from there we have to see what the playing time is going to be like because i i think I, I i know michael carter is really good and i know james robinson's really good so i think there's a shot that it just depends on who has the hot hand by week three and Salah's not going to be a, a, a guy that's going to tell his coach you have to ride one guy. You know, it's not going to be just Michael Carter's backfield. I mean, we saw last year with Michael Carter, was Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. Like, there's going to be, they're both going to have work. It just depends the weeks. But we'll wait and see for this week. Definitely start Michael Carter regardless this week as a, as a RB2. Yeah, James Robinson might not even play this week. Right. Okay. Uh, Titans. Chris Connolly. He's still in the league. This guy has been cut and signed and cut and signed by the Texans for the last four months. And he finally finds a home in the Titans because they'd probably, they had to fill the vote, the void of Josh Gordon too. And why not with Chris Connolly? It makes, it makes too much sense. I feel like I just entered a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> like we just went yeah. from big news to whoever this guy is still. Yeah. Yeah, he Is also he played for the Jags at, on, at one point. So he was on my dynasty team at one point. Kyle Phillips went to the IR. Yeah, I, I might still be paying him. No, no, uh, you traded him to me, and he scored twenty oh. points that week. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. Thank uh, you for the reminder, you piece of shit. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, sorry, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, blood in his veins, ice in his veins. Sorry, actually, there's probably blood in his veins now because he's benched. Yeah. For Sam, yeah, El- Sam probably, probably the right call. Um, doesn't I don't think it hurts anybody in the offense because the offense has been so bad. Um, I think you just have to see what Ellinger has, considering they 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 drafted him and maybe he can provide a spark. You know, it's like changing your goalie out in hockey. You're just hoping for something. Yeah, I mean it's going to be worth monitoring, right? Because JT couldn't get anything done on the ground with Matt Ryan at quarterback. So if Ellinger comes in and sucks. It, we're probably in for a lot more of the same with JT, and that's just like mediocrity because very hard to run the football when there's nine guys in the box. Like, and, you, and you can't trade for a quarterback at this point because you traded picks away to get Matt Ryan. Yeah, like the, the only no upside, more, no option, is that Paris Campbell seems to be coming on, and I know he was in our waiver, um, our waiver article. Paris Campbell could have a really great relationship with Ellinger, the same way that we always talk about the backups and the backups you know, having good reps together. I'd look for him to maybe provide a spark until he gets hurt. Like he always does, but if you Alan can get, Pierce too. Well, if you yeah. Can get him, Pierce and Pittman all going. And Doolin. And Doolin. He's on IR. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But Al- it's Al- unfortunate. So Alec Pierce actually started the season on like the like third string. So yeah. I would expect Ellinger and him to have the most connection it just comes down to the quarterback if he can get them the ball that's great if not then again it's it's nine people playing against jt yeah trade for Gardner Minshew. um yeah p pj walker is the panthers qb going 
forward, which makes sense. He's earned it. Big win. He's earned it. He's earned it by the other quarterbacks sucking. Sucking. Yeah. I mean, mean, he had had some good throws. I I was going to say, off that game that they played uh, against Tampa this past week, he earned it. Um, if you if you, if you can beat Tampa that bad, yeah, you, all right. I mean, a lot of it was the ground game too. A lot of it was the ground game, but a lot of it's just decision making. He didn't put himself in a bad position. He didn't make bad throws. He took what was there, and that's really what they asked Baker to do. And Baker said, "Yeah, want to see me throw some picks? <laughs> no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I can throw the best looking picks in the league, bro. <laughs> right to the defense. he's off uh, Baker's healthy now, so we'll see how that goes. And this- Sam Darnold's probably. Yeah, back this week. I think that's why this came out. But they said Darnold wasn't even particularly close two weeks ago. So I don't know where he's at. That's he's been close since college. So that's probably (laughs) well. He's been fighting the Incredibles, man. It takes a a toll on him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What an idiot! All right, Uh, Isaiah Pacheco appears to be the lead back in KC now. Ceh, kind of getting I don't know a raw deal. I didn't think he had a particularly bad season, but. Pacheco does provide a spark that maybe CH doesn't in terms of pure athleticism. So um, he's, I mean, I saw him available in a handful of leagues. His ownership wasn't even that high. So did you see Sunday morning? Looks like luckily my fucking kids were up at like six 30 <laughs> looking at the phone. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Damn it. Oh shit. I've got, I, I picked up in two leagues and like his ownership skyrocketed. And we even talked to you start him or CH in our podcast league or whatever we started ch and it was the right bet like the right choice ch played 30 percent of snaps pacheco played 40 i think percent of snaps yeah. so it was against san fran and now they have a bye week so we have to wait again and probably wait yeah. again to see exactly what the thing is but if, if if that's the case then he's definitely a guy that should definitely be on your team yeah and it was a bit of a blowout but i think i saw on on twitter there were like sixty five thousand teams added Pacheco on yeah. Sunday or something like that. So it was um, a big wide receiver game for yeah. the Chiefs, then the RBs. Yeah, I mean they were winning uh handily. So I guess you would the, think they'd use the RBs to fucking yeah. chew the clock, but nope. But I think they realized like are we are the Chiefs. Why are we running the ball? Like, let's just get back to slinging it. You know who ended up having the most snaps? McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon. Friggin' McKinnon. 44% to Pacheco's 30 to 27% you know why? of CH. Also 27 30. <laughs> well, I guess that's why they wanted Pacheco because he was doing great in pass blocking, but apparently McKinnon's just still the better one. That's why they kept him around in Minnesota for years and years and years. Great pass blocker for a guy who looks undersized. On, on the season, McKinnon actually has the most snaps. Yep. That's sickening. All right, okay. another huge news. Um, rumors <laughs> swirling of AJ Green to Green Bay. Give him his own fucking docket. Yeah, I don't know. I threw it in there, but it's it's interesting for Green Bay and whoever's there. I mean, if it's going to affect them or not, I think more interesting that the Cardinals who are hurting at wide receiver are just like, we're going to go ahead and get rid of you anyways. Oh, he's like, he's a healthy glasses, though. Week, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. But I mean, if you're Aaron Rodgers, like, I need a quarterback. Hey. Aaron, come in the room. We got you, AJ Green. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is it's I like asked for any classic, wide receiver in the league. Classic Packers. They're like, yeah, all right. He's at, he asked for him four years out. ago. Yeah. <laughs> he gets hey, remember when he wanted this guy? <laughs> yeah. He, he, getting at, at 32 years old, he can't even fucking run. <laughs> I was 14 years old when I said I wanted to play with AJ Green. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, gross. All right, Scott, you want to take this last piece? It's your guy. 
yeah, Kyron Williams is to practice this week. That's the Rams rookie running back. Um, definitely guy that you should add if you have the, the bench for it. I wanted to, but bye weeks are preventing me from doing that. Yeah, but and he they also have a very tough skit. The next three games are very hard against the run. I think it's San Fran. I think it's Tampa Bay after that. Um, so stash him if you can. Dynasty guy. It might be a annoying start in week 11. At that point, it's like, ah, what's the point? But he's there. Uh, injuries. <laughs> uh, Craig, you can start with the injuries. Everyone. Every single person. Every person. Sorry, I'm just trying to scroll down to actually oh, where we like... got to because there's so much news. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got DK Metcalf left week seven early because of patella tendon injury. Uh, was able to walk through portion of practice on Wednesday, which is a good sign because at first it sounded like he could be out for quite some time. So is he questionable or is he out? He's questionable right now. <laughs> I would say. Your I'd say he's highly league. questionable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not questionable. Gonna, we, but, but I'm, not still, <laughs> I'm still dealing with that. Highly <laughs> um, doubtfully questionable. He yeah. should sit because we just saw JC Jackson go out with the same more serious injury, and now he's out for the year. He's out for the year, yeah. Right. That's, so that's unfortunate. Before that, DK sprints back out there, let's rest up. Um, There was, yeah, that was a, a bad game for injuries because if it wasn't, I'm not mistaken, who was on the other side? Um, that also got hurt. I don't right. remember who they played. Yeah, it was it was another ankle injury, but I think it'll get to it in the, in, in the docket at one point. Um, let's see. We got Michael Thomas. <laughs> I had to put this in here. Uh, is uh, not practicing again because of a foot. Um, most likely, he's not going to play on Sunday from the status I've read about 18 times today. Um, what a fucking yeah. bust the last... Uh, yeah, I said... The last three years, he has not Guys, fucking touched the, the foot. Field. Is a non-issue. Week two, <laughs> a non-issue? Week two reports non-issue. Uh Jarvis Landry also didn't practice too. Yep. Those oh, two, yeah, we've, 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 but, but have formed then. a relationship, and they're in Mexico. <laughs> they have run away. Yep. They have run away from the Saints. Yeah. I don't even know what to do with him anymore. If you hold, if you held him this long, you probably keep holding him and just hope he eventually plays because he was good when he was on the field. But here we are. Um, maybe they're waiting for Jameis to get back in. Who knows? Yeah, or not. I just think they're just. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think he's done. I really. Ryan Robinson know. got shot and came back before these guys. I can't say it enough. This is true. This is true. Um, uh, was I going to say though? Michael Thomas has a twenty million dollar contract every single year, and has played. Maybe a third of it. Maybe I don't even know. He if just it's took that. the maybe he just took the Albert Hainsworth route, and his independent doctors are telling him he can't play. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's going to end up getting like twenty million dollars per snap that he's played since he got hurt. Yeah, gross. Could be sad. Um, uh, Debo, D- yes, Debo Samuel um, did not practice because of a hamstring. Now again, these are Wednesday statuses, so a lot of them could be veteran rest days. I didn't think that this was too big of a deal. Um, haven't heard much on it, but a DNP is something to monitor. Yeah, I think he's going to end up being okay. I know he tweaked it, but I don't. I don't see him missing time. He kind of seems like one of those guys who's usually questionable and then ends up playing. So um, just keep monitoring it. In other news, of guy who's probably not going to power through, Mike Williams. This uh, is the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, expected to miss at least four weeks um, with a high ankle, I believe. 
that looked like yep. it could have been a season ender. So I think on the low end, it's four weeks. Yeah, and, and you've seen him struggle with foot and leg and ankle injuries in the past. So I think you'll see him kind of take this slow, uh, which is unfortunate because Keenan Allen finally came back and now they have the bye week. And then, um, or no, they just, yeah, no, they have the bye week this week. I would think Josh Palmer has to be a big target, if not already on teams. Because I know that after Keenan Allen got hurt, um, he was picked up. But now yeah. without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can get hurt at any other time. Let's be real. Well, and, and they're probably gonna still ease it like last week. They eased him. Like he, he played, he got two targets, like twenty percent of snaps. He sat the whole half the second so, half. Yeah. Gerald, so Gerald Everett, Josh Palmer, those guys are gonna be big, big factors going forward. It's crazy that Keenan Allen and Mike have not actually played together like all year besides like the first half of week one. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Like you think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Two arguably top ten wide receivers in the league, with Herbert, yep. not on this field together all year. Yeah, and that's the problem. That's why the car, uh, the the Chargers have looked like they're struggling so much. I think is you expect these guys to be out there, and they're not. And they're seminal talents. And instead, we got Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter and guys yeah, that can't Carter. hack it. And you're just... going to keep seeing Austin Eckler get thirty fantasy points a game because that's yep. the only way they're going to be able to yep. compete. Hmm. Nico, Nico Collins, Collins. Jinx. Boring. <laughs> out for season. Just kidding. He's not out for the season. He's going to miss a lot of time, though. It's bad. It's a serious groin strain. Um, coach said, Lovey Smith, I believe, said it's not a season ender, but it's going to be one of those things that they monitor not even week to week. It's like every couple weeks we'll check in. Uh, not yeah. ideal. Nope. Um, but Buccaneers, great gauge already ruled out for Thursday night. Julio, game time decision. Has Julio played in like five weeks? No. No, no. He's 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 done. He's he's a done done man. Uh he played what four games for the Titans. He so should go to uh Green this is Bay on par. AJ Green. That trend line of playing time has gone down the uh the last three seasons. So he's done. Yeah, it should continue to be Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and I don't even know who else is there. Uh, Scotty Miller. Uh, Brashad Perriman is oh, yeah. playing this week. He'll magically be healthy for playoffs, though, if they make it there. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, Ezekiel Elliott was held out of practice on Wednesday. We saw him take that leg hit, but he came back and played, so I, I'm, I'm saying it seems precautionary as of now, but definitely keep monitoring it if he has a setback of any kind. Um, Tony Pollard would obviously be in for a huge increased role, but I think for, for right now, like you mentioned, Craig Wednesdays are veteran days off. JC Jackson, we already talked about yep. form Patellar tendon done for the season. He was having a terrible year anyway, so it probably stands oh, to help the chargers, uh, our chargers on defense. So, um, just ignore that altogether. David and Joku is going to miss some time with a high ankle sprain of his own. Which sucks for him. He was having probably arguably the best season of his NFL I mean, was career. He like tight end five on the year so far. He got paid. Yeah, he was very, very consistent. Um, I made that argument last week in my start sits for him. It's just, you know, he was consistently between eight and 12 points, which is what you want out of the tight end position, not this up and down 30-0 nonsense looking at you, TJ Hawkinson. Um, and then Amon Ross St. Brown rounds out our injuries. He's in concussion protocol. Looks like he's got a shot to play week eight. He seemed to take a pretty – light knock to the head in week seven but i think with the new concussion um 
focus on concussions for the NFL after the Tua incident that he kind of got held out maybe prematurely, but probably for the best. Yep. It looks like he's on track to play. So monitor that because the Lions offense looks a lot different with him on the field versus him on the sideline. Yeah. Oh, and uh, one thing I, I left out, DeAndre Swift is trending. I was actually just going to say that. Yeah, yeah he had a out. full practice. and He was he a did. surprise. He was a surprise out, I feel like, mm. on Sunday. Yeah. Because yeah. he was supposed to play coming out of the bye and then just didn't. So I'd expect them both on the field this week, which is a close return to what the Lions offense looked like when they were pacing the NFL for the best offense in the league. So see if we can get back there. Jared Goff could certainly use it after his three-point outing in week seven. Minus three for our league. Yes, true. Does some we, we, we can't start a player in that league, a QB, that's not get minus points last two weeks. <laughs> we're great. All right. Um, it's end of the pod. Tom, since you're getting off for the next pod, do you want to take us out? Yeah, sure. Uh, Pod 224. There you go. There's your news. Remember, sign up on Jock Market, download the app, deposit 100 bucks, use promo code TSF, get a $100 match. Uh, yeah, go win some money. Top Shelf Fantasy, stay fluid, stay loose. How you doing?